Episode 274, How Teaching and Leading is Just Like Writing a Book. Hey y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're going to hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Hey friends, I am back in your ear talking about a unique topic you might not have thought applies to you. And if it sounds a little more echoey, it's because we're moving and everything's kind of out of here. So it's just, I feel like I hear myself in my head all day long. Um, but this lesson has been, well, I'm still learning it. I hate to tell you, but it's been going on for quite some time. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to share it today, what I've learned already. And then you can hold me accountable for following these steps too, because for the next year, I'm going to be putting my words in action, hopefully together, you and I ready, but I am just happy to be here again. I I really want you to stay empowered. I want you to continue honing your craft. I want great educators to stay in education. You might change schools. You might change districts. Your title might change, but I never want you to leave when you have so much talent to give. So take a break by taking a promotion or a different type of job, but staying where you can impact kids and staff is just really important to me. I've really loved all the different transitions I've had in my career and how I continue to stay real close to everything that's happening in classrooms, even though I don't have one of my own anymore. And so I I want you to feel free to make the choice that allows you to have the same sense of safety, but also still be motivated and, and feel loved and appreciated without having to give up everything you work for, for your degrees, your education, your certifications, because you've worked really hard to get where you are. So if you need a, a change, I encourage you to find the change that makes the most sense. And hopefully you'll be able to find a unique position in education. All right, well, let's just get on with it. I'm going to share with you an important lesson that I am learning and how it shines a light on all roles in education. So this is going to apply to where you are today, but also wherever you go in the future. So let's just dive in. Happy fall. It is coming. (laughs) End of September, beginning of October is on its way. I love October. It is my favorite month. One, it's my birthday month. My daughter is born then. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. I don't like scary Halloween, but I do just love all the traditions of the costumes and trick-or-treating. It's just a lot of fond memories, and I love now watching those same memories be built with the kids. So I just, I enjoy it a lot. Um, as I was telling you before, we are moving. Definitely by the time you hear this, We're going to be in the new house because we have three more days until this happens. And I'm recording, let's see, what is today? We are on September 7th. And so you're not going to hear this for a while, but 
I'm going to batch it out and get it done because I don't know how much space and time I'm going to need to adjust. And that's not part of our lesson here, but that is one of my X factors is knowing ahead of time what's coming and creating a schedule that allows me to get everything that's required of me done ahead of time. So I have breathing room in the moment for big shifts, big change, because I don't know how emotionally exhausted I'll be or physically. And so I try and get uh, all the work done and, and rearrange my meetings and my coaching around things like this. And so as you're listening, you might say, gosh, I know I have this big thing coming up. Am I really managing my time well? Am I able to have a little bit more control of my schedule or calendar than I think I do? And just honor yourself what you need, especially with fall sports coming into full swing and all the activities. I'm sure you're busy at work and traveling all over the place for kids or students or whatever you might be doing. So try your best to really hack that calendar and allow yourself to work as productively and healthily as possible. All right. So I also have one quick announcement before moving on. We have an exciting series coming up. It's a three-part series called Be a Champion of Your Life and Career. It is personal anecdotes that I'll teach a lesson in helping you choose you, your life, and then the legacy that you wish to leave. So that kicks off in October, mid to end of October. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss when that series comes up. I'm very excited to share that. I giggled pretty much through all of it because... I never knew that I'd be sharing these stories. And then once I started sharing, there was more stories from that story. And so just get lost with me on a fun journey, probably more human side of me than you've heard before. But don't worry, I always tie it back to what does this have to do with you? And what can you learn from it? How can you apply it to your life? So it's gonna be a good one. So the rationale for today's episode, because you know, I, I can't help but tell you like where these crazy ideas come from. Jossie Bass is a publisher. They contacted me about writing a book and they have a division called Wiley. And that's where all the educators kind of hang and, and, and write and present and go on tour and conferencing and stuff. And so, as you know, I present a lot and speak a lot and um, I've written a few books. And so now this is like legit from a publisher, which is, you know, I've only self-published before. So this is kind of cool. I do have a year to write it, which at the beginning of the contract sounded like, oh my gosh, it's too long. There's no way it's going to take me a year to write this. Like, watch me do this. <laughs> and now I'm realizing it's not very long at all, at least based on my writing habits and my work output. I mean, some days and some weeks are just a mess. But I started thinking, you know, what writing a book taught me and how it relates to education and the different roles I've had. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of parallels here. Like, how can I break this down? Maybe I should pay attention to what I'm learning. And so for a while now, I've had in my notes app, like, oh gosh, this is a pain. I need to write this down because I wish I, my writing self knew this earlier. Uh, this might've helped me <laughs> and gave me permission to just let go a little or push through or whatever it is. So I started kind of collecting them. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I think we've got something worth sharing. And um, it's interesting, whether you've written a book or want to write a book, it doesn't matter. The The point is, I'm going to help you push your leadership capacity uh, to a new level. So even if you're a teaching in the classroom, remember, you are a leader in that room and how you can empower other people. So let me just tell you, there are six. And if you're driving or working out, no worry, I'll tell you again, 
I'll just run through them quick before the end of this episode. But there are six lessons that I have been learning while writing this book, and it totally relates to how I've grown as as a leader, as an educator. So someone once told me when writing a book, just write every day, even if it stinks. And I thought to myself, write every day. Good grief. Like I don't have that much to say and I can't sit down and write. Like to me, when you're like, sit, you know, write something, it has to be quiet. I have to be in a certain place. Like I got to be in the mood. I got to feel creative. And that's just not the reality of the situation. To write a book, you have to just sit and do the work. You have to write. And so in teaching and leading, you just got to show up. I mean, that's just the, you just, rule number one, be a writer, write. Want to be a leader, lead. Want to be a teacher, teach. Like you just got to show up and do the work. And some days are great and some days aren't. And that advice gives you a lot of freedom to just be who you are. If you're having a bad day, you're in a bad mood, uh, you still show up. It's not an excuse to not. Like we all have bad days. We're all in bad moods. We're all facing a lot. It doesn't mean that if it's a dire situation, of course you need to take yourself out. But if it's just a normal ho-hum kind of mood or just a normal bad day, we've got to push through it because you're never going to become your best if you let those hiccups tell you, ah, you don't have to practice today. Oh, you don't have to write today. Oh, you don't have to show up and teach today. Oh, you don't have to leave PD today. You have to encourage yourself to what they tell me right every day, even if it stinks. So show up whether you feel like it or not and give it your best because consistency is what makes you effective. If you've ever looked at teacher of the years, many of them are not people that had one amazing lesson or did this really cool project or ran this really awesome club or hosted this awesome event at school. Teacher of the year are folks that consistently operate at a higher level. They've had amazing lessons. They've contributed to the school in numerous ways. Um, You know, on teacher evaluations, at least in our, our district, in order to get the highest rating, you had to be able to affect change outside of your school building. So if you were not presenting at uh, district conferences, state conferences, national conferences, or you weren't visiting other schools and sharing what you've learned, or people aren't coming to watch you teach, it was hard to get that accomplished and distinguished um, rating because you were keeping your effect size small. And so this kind of makes me think the same thing about consistency. If you truly want to grow the impact you have, whether it's in the classroom, around your school, around the world, you have to allow yourself to build the habit, whatever it is, leading really well, teaching really well, for me, writing well, you just have to show up and do it. Great athletes show up and have a practice, whether they partied the night before, whether they got good rest, whether they ate a good breakfast, whether they just had a fight with their significant other, like they just showed up and they did the work, whether it ended up helping them grow better in that one moment doesn't matter. The point is your mind of I'm going to show up is more than what's happening around you, more than the circumstances. And when you can start making the choice to show up consistently, that's when you start to really make an impact. Number two, having a a map of where I'm going to write and what it's going to look like and not just sit down and just and hope it all comes together. Uh, We have to have a game plan. We have to have a roadmap. We have to kind of know what's the ending, what's the middle, what are some major topics I want to cover in the book. 
and you have to leave room to off-road. So I have my roadmap, but I allow myself room and space if I want to mix it up or I want to add in something else or decide I want to delete something. Give yourself the flexibility to make a decision in the moment because if you're so rigid to your plan, you miss out on the moments that really add the spark. It's the extra juice factor that really like, whoa, that was the thing that really sold it. And so I have to listen to that little gut feeling of, oh, there's a story here. Spend more time or, oh, gosh, I really want to add this. Where does this fit in? Or that sounds like a horrible idea. I'm not going that direction. Listen, because even though it's part of the roadmap, which is essential because you've got to have a roadmap to know where you're going do allow yourself to just veer off a little bit. I mean, don't haphazardly do your job, whatever your role in education is. Figure out what is my end goal. Set up milestones along the way. So you, one, you can celebrate yourself that you've gotten closer to what your end goal is, but that also helps you track instead of just saying like, I want to be a principal one day. It's like, well, there's so many things that happen before then. Let's mark it up. Or um, I want to write my first book or I want to... Um, be a team leader, or I want to go to this amazing conference and have my school pay for it. Like whatever your end goal is, work backwards. What are the steps that will help you achieve that and make them milestones and allow yourself to track that? Just do your best to kind of stay aligned and stay on course, but welcome those unannounced teachable moments, especially in the classroom. But I know in leadership, I came into a meeting with a goal in mind of what I wanted to talk about and the vibe in the room was not there. Teachers had something that happened that day and they just needed a different version of me in that moment. And so we just made a plan to chat about what they needed to, to hear about at a later date when they were emotionally ready and we handled what was in front of us. And that was the best des decision I could make is um, being receptive to what's happening and being flexible to do it in the moment. And so having a roadmap for my book is helpful, but I allow myself to deviate a little bit from that plan to follow my gut, follow my instinct and enjoy those teachable moments. So number three, the third lesson that I have learned is walking away to see the gaps. And so for me, Sometimes you can get writing writer's block and I'm just like, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I've said this 10 different ways or I wrote this idea down and I don't even know how to expand on it. I don't even know where I was going with that. Or I feel like I've said everything. How am I going to write 200 more pages? <sighs> Y'all pray for me. <laughs> I write all the time. I blog all the time. I talking to you on the podcast, like I write content on social, like I can write. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a great writer. I just can physically do the writing. But man, for some reason, maybe it's because I'm putting too much pressure on it to be perfect, which is definitely very me trait. So maybe that's what's going on. But I've had to walk away. So I remember I told you lesson number one is to write every day, even if it stinks. I take a break Saturday and Sunday because I need downtime. I want to be present with my family. I don't want to work every minute. So during the week, Monday through Friday, I write every day. And so Saturdays and Sundays, I can do other things. But sometimes during the week, I'm like, I have got to step back because I'm losing my focus. I'm losing my perspective. I'm stuck in the weeds. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I cannot push through at this moment. I don't know where to go from here or whatever. And so I'll step back and say, I have this time cut out for writing this book. 
What can I do during this time that will still make me feel like I'm being productive, working towards my goals, but I'm taking a break from this specific activity. And so I'll go and do something else uh, to support teachers or leaders and feel like I, I still did the work necessary to make my impact, but the writing of the book part just stopped. And it's really helped me because I gain clarity. Go out for a walk, walk the dog, play with the kids. I mean, just get lost in the day-to-day shuffle. And it just kind of takes away that block and you can see things clearly. And then always I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh, that's a perfect solution. Or, oh, I know what to do now. Or like, oh, I got to do that. And I'll grab my phone and write myself a little note. And so for me, walking away helps see the gaps that I'm trying to fill or figure out how to tie things together. And so when you're facing some sort of obstacle, take a break, change the scenery, occupy your mind in some other way, and the answer will reveal itself both with time and then distance away. I don't allow myself much time away because then it gets easier and easier to not come back, to not return to the activity. But I do allow myself like today's not that day. It's not going to happen. I'm going to move forward with tomorrow's task and then I will bump this to tomorrow and hope I'll have a clear brain by then. Um, So that goes kind of back to that that flexibility thing. But it's important to just get some clarity. I had a pastor once and you might have heard this in previous episodes, but he was talking about perspective and how on a football field, there are coaches who are up in the box and they can see the whole field and they're on the radio with the guys on the field telling them what plays might work well because they can see all the formations. And sometimes we're a player on the field. We're in the mud and the muck and we can't see which way we're supposed to go right or left or through. And But then there's other times when we take a break and we're now the coach up in the box and we can see everything clearly. And we see if we take one step to the left, we're home free for a touchdown or um, this play's not going to work. We have to set up something completely different because you can see the dominoes aren't going to work no matter what you try. So to get that space and that distance, you've got to walk away sometimes. So, so I'm giving you permission to walk away to see the gaps. Hey y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. All right, lesson number four, help them remember. So the whole point of writing a book is to help other people, to teach them what you've been learning. Just like a podcast, if you like the audio version or a blog, you like to read it or whatever else. You go to a PD session to learn and grow in collaboration with other people. So for this book, I have to give examples and share stories and give illustrations and share my takeaways and give some quotables. And all that is very much me. That's how I show up and teach anyway. So that hasn't been an adjustment, but it it reminded me that in order for someone to really learn something well, you have to share the information in a multitude of ways. Even though it's a book, you just can't have text from start to finish, from cover to cover. That doesn't keep someone's attention. So you've got to put these little things in there that allow them to stop and ponder or just kind of break up just visually what the text looks like. And so that reminds me that whether you teach content to kids or you're teaching adults, you have to make it make sense and then you have to make it stick, right? So there, you know, learning styles are real. They are very real and we need to see 
information in multiple ways to make sense of it and then commit it to memory. And so as I'm creating all these different ways to share the same piece of information, you do too. And think about as you teach or as you lead, are you saying the same thing in different ways so that it can be consumed? Or it could be the most important thing is remembered and then that it could be acted upon, that they can execute whatever you're teaching them. So if you're in a PD session and you're just blabbing up there with slides or they have to read an article, like we've got to mix it up. You've got to have a way that both students and teachers can can read, they can listen, they can talk it out, they can visually see a photo, they can look at a data of graphs. It's just got to be in a variety of ways. And when I really think back on my best lessons and my best leadership, it's when I have taken the time to diversify how I present information. And so push yourself this year. And how can I make this better and appeal to more people? But most importantly, why should I be doing that? Not just to waste my time (laughs) and drain my creative juices, but so people can actually retain what you're teaching them and then they can apply it to their life. Because what is the point, right? We got to help them remember. Lesson number five is about backing it up. I have to find research. When you work with a publisher, they require not just you sharing your opinion, which is why I've self-published twice now, because I can just tell you my life story and who cares, right? But when you're with a publisher, you have to be able to back it up. Um, But that makes me even think of skeptics in education or uh, students or other adults who are kind of questioning the new curriculum or uh, the new teaching strategy or whatever. You know, there are skeptics everywhere. They like to argue the legitimacy of your claims. Um, So as much as I hate to research, I really do, the only way to support my theories is to find facts to back it up. And so again, whether it's adults or kids that you're working with, share your rationale for things, share the facts, share the data, share the theories especially when you're trying to build ownership in them to go and do something, they have to understand what is the importance of what you're asking me? And more importantly, how does this benefit me? (laughs) Or how does this hurt me if I don't implement what you're trying to tell me? And that increases their motivation and then increases the cooperation. So back it up as much as you might be like me and hate all that research and data, or some of you out there love it. um, It is helpful for other people to understand why do I care about what you're saying right now? Oh, I see how this affects me positively or negatively. I'm now on board. All right, last lesson. How writing a book is just like teaching and leading. Share yourself. You are the X factor. You are hired because you're capable, but you're also hired because of who you are. And people are uh, attracted to working with you and alongside you because of who you are. People want your smile, your humor, your common interests. They just want you. It's taken me a very long time and I continue to learn this lesson. I don't know why it's so hard for me. Um, I've really grown a lot over the years and I've been pushing myself to share more of who Gretchen the person is versus Gretchen the educator. And so for so many years, I felt like I just had to prove my expertise. I got all the degrees and certifications and accolades and leadership titles, you know, but no one wants to learn from someone who's trying to do everything perfectly. Everyone loves the imperfect leader who gives it everything they've got and is so relatable that you can see yourself and them. And so it's been a journey for me and I still have to fight back that urge to keep it 100% professional, but I'm getting better. 
I'm just a black and white person. So being personal and professional at the same time, it just doesn't compute. My brain's like, what is just one or the other, please? <laughs> it's, it's either or not and. I can't be both. Um, but anyway, as you interact with staff and students, parents, community members, whomever, lead with who you are. And then you can back it up with your know-how. Because if you reverse that, you'll take longer to just make the connection. It's just like something's off. I can't figure this person out. Like, who are they? How could we connect? How can we work together? Um, and so it takes a lot longer for your impact to land. And we don't need it to take too long. We want you to be amazingly impactful right now. Um, trust me. So I know, like I know, like I know, share yourself. <laughs> Just be who you are. Everyone's going to know that you are capable but they're going to get bought in to what you're capable of by getting to know you. And so this might be an easier one for you, but for me, for whatever reason, it's the hardest one. So as you can see, I gain inspiration from life to help me become better professionally, and you should too. These six parallels of writing a book apply to how we teach and how we lead other people. So if you've been looking for simple ways to upgrade your effectiveness, then these small tweaks are your ticket. So put them on a post-it note or put them on your iPad or in your mirror, your phone background, whatever. You need it in your face because remember, consistency is everything. You have to break those old habits to make better and new ones. So let me give those to you real quick because I know you're probably busy doing something and you didn't take notes, which is fine. Lessons I've learned. Here we go. Number one, show up every day. Remember consistency. Number two, lay out the pathway but you got to give yourself a chance to off-road. Three, walk away for clarity. Remember, that's how we get perspective. Four, share information in a memorable way. Push yourself to go the extra distance and share the same information in a, a different format. Five, back it up with those stats. I think it's very boring. I don't like it. I hate research, but I'm going to get better at it. <laughs> and number six, be yourself always. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on how teaching and leading is just like writing a book. Everything is connected if we're willing to just pay attention and take notice. So start looking for the lessons in your own life and continue tuning in to hear all the lessons I'm noticing and pray that this book gets finished and that it is more than helpful to teachers and leaders around the world. All right, go out and be great because you've just been empowered. <laughs> <laughs>